What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Happy that you're stopping by, hitting play, as we are uh, diving into Nuggets basketball. We got some Broncos stuff. Aaron Rodgers still hasn't made his decision. Don't know how long this is going to last, but it's lasting longer than it should. Uh, And then we can talk about some generic NBA stuff today. Um, But... Where would you like to start first? You want to start with Boogie's big night against the <laughs> world-beating Rockets. Will Barton overtaking the three-point record. Um, yeah, we Rogers. can start with the Nuggets. Okay. Um, so the Nuggets bounce back after a loss versus OKC. Who's? It's just, you know, every year the Nuggets just have teams that they just can't beat for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know why, but there's just teams every year. Cleveland a couple years ago, Wizards before that. Um, this year it just seems like OKC. Are they? They have a losing record, if I'm not mistaken, against OKC this year. I'm pretty sure they've lost twice to them out of the three times they've played. Unless I'm counting the preseason game, but I'm pretty sure they've lost to them. But they bounce back versus um, the Rockets after losing to OKC a few nights ago. Yeah, they um, lost December 22nd, 108-94. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that one was in OKC. And then they won uh, January 9th by yeah. 4, 99.95. Yeah, so for whatever reason, OKC plays them great. I don't know if the Nuggets just de-tune you know, tune their brains when they play the Thunder. They think it's just an easy win, but apparently it's not. Regardless, I digress. Uh, they beat the Rockets the other night um, fairly easily. Um, I mean, Boogie had... 31. Uh, they beat them 116-101. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins has 31 points, um, which is like his first 30-point game in like five or six years, I think it's I saw. 2018. Okay, so four years, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't even know what team he was playing for at that point. Was that New Orleans, DeMarcus? That might have been uh, when he was in New Orleans. Let's see. DeMarcus Cousins... People forget, though, DeMarcus Cousins was incredible. Oh, absolutely. He was, a, um, he was an all-star player, you know? So 20, the 2017-2018 season was the last year he made the all-star team. Averaged 25-13-5. and five. Uh, 1.6 steals and 1.6 blocks. And then he was... And then the next year is when he went to Golden State where he got hurt. Um, or I guess he got hurt that year, 17-18. He got hurt at the end of the year, then went to Golden State and played the end of that season. Okay, so um, he was in New Orleans, though, right? Yeah, he was in New Cause Orleans. Because I get confused where his stuff... Because obviously it was Sacramento, then he went to New Orleans, and mm-hmm. then I think Houston was after that? It would, No, Golden State. Oh, he went Golden State, then Houston? E- yes. I thought he went Houston first, and then Golden State. No, so what happened was he was in New Orleans for two years after being in Sacramento for... Six? Uh, six. One, one, two, three, four, five, six and a half seasons. At the deadline, he was traded to New Orleans. He played a season and a half in New Orleans. Yeah, tore his um, Achilles. He tore his... No. Uh, yes. Tore his Achilles, then got signed by Golden State, then he tore his ACL. After he tore his ACL, he didn't play in 1920. Came back in 2021 and played for Houston and the Clippers. And then this season has played for Milwaukee and Denver. Um, 
So, yeah, obviously the injuries kind of derailed him, but he averaged in 2016-2017, he averaged 27 points, 11 rebounds, 4.6 assists. The next year averaged 27.8 points, uh, 11 rebounds, 4.8 assists. Uh, the year with New Orleans averaged 25-13-5. and five. He was... He was, it's funny, I, I saw, I was looking at some comments on Facebook, I mean, it might have been Facebook or Twitter, but people were saying, like, he was Joel Embiid before Joel Embiid. Like, that's who he was. Uh, and then a lot of people also compared him to, he was actually Nikola Jokic before Nikola Jokic. Because DeMarcus Cousins is a great passer. Uh, a couple of these seasons, I mean, he averaged over five assists a game. So he was that type of player. And you saw it against Houston. If you go watch the highlights um, or if you watch the game, I can only watch highlights. So, but he had some, he had some, <laughs> he had some fantastic passes. And this is why when they signed him, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, he's broken down and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, sure. He's not, you know, 26 year old DeMarcus Cousins. He's 31 years old. Um, but, what he does is very similar to what Nikola Jokic does, his style. He's not this super athletic freak who uh, can only dunk, right? He's a guy who he can pop out and shoot the three. He can back you down, and, and, and he has great post moves. There was a, there was a spin that he had uh, and then finished with a dunk. Like, he can do those things, but also you saw him at the top of the key get the ball have some handoffs, make some handoffs, and, and get it to cutting guys like Aaron Gordon, who had a big dunk. So that's what DeMarcus Cousins can do, and I think that's the perfect guy to have behind Nikola Jokic. He's just... He is the cable version of Nikola Jokic as of, you know, at this point in his career, and that's what you want in a backup center. Uh, he's a bully as well. He can kind of go in there and you could actually put him with Nikola Jokic and he can kind of be the muscle. So um, I think it's a great fit. It, it showed out the last, uh, you know, 12 games or so that he's been with them. And, and obviously the last couple have been the big ones, right? He's starting to kind of get his feet under him, uh, which is kind of what he said. So I I think it's it's something where he's finally, because those injuries happened in 27 or 2018, 2019. So, I, I, you know, it's only been, since the ACL injury, it's only been, you know, two and a half years, right? So, it really hasn't been that long. And I think for someone at seven foot one, you know, uh, or uh, no, he's 6'10". Wow, he's only 6'10". 6'10", 270. For someone at that size, it's going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, he's all of 6'10". He... And and definitely all of 270. Um, he's probably right around 285. But like, it's gonna take a while for someone that size to kind of get back to being not who he was, but just being healthy. And I think for the first time in a while, he's getting there. Um, so you know, it's not like he puts them over the top. It's not like he's gonna be, um, you know, some. You know, it's not like he's going to be Joel Embiid out there, but 
he he's a veteran. He loves Mike Malone. I think he fits in with the team very well. I think he fits in with Nikola Jokic very well. And if he stays healthy and gets healthier, I I think he's perfect. Out of all the all, out of all the backup centers in the league, I think he's probably top five. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe better. Maybe top three. I think by the time we get to the playoffs, uh, you're like you're looking at you know someone like um, Golden State, right? They're looking at all the teams, or even Phoenix, and they see Denver, and they're like, well, we got to deal with a six foot ten Michael Porter Jr., a six foot ten Demarcus Cousins, a seven foot Nikola Jokic. It's a lot of size. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, and this is what we talked about the Nuggets. The one thing that I've been concerned about is the backup center position, the size of their team. Because when Nikola Jokic goes out, they have nobody. Their tallest guy is Aaron Gordon at 6'8". Like, you can't do that. So they added size. They added some muscle, some, a, a bully. And I think that's, you know, he can go out there and get six fouls in 20 minutes. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I think what the difference is, and they've they've compiled an, an interesting assortment of talent now. Like this mm-hmm. team, how it was <laughs> to start the year, you know, they, they really went in for small ball, Jamichael Green at the five type stuff, and, sure. and we're going to go that route. And obviously that did not work at all. But they've compiled an interesting team, and, and I guess I'll get to, to Boogie before I get to that point um you know i think for him uh, i think you make a great point we, we can't expect him to get back to what he was i just i don't think that's possible no but he gives them now an option at the five the backup five that they haven't really had since nikola Jokic has has been here really if you think I mean, about mason, it mason Plumley was good well as a what i'm saying is not a threat more of a threat offensively like demarcus cousins is a legitimate threat offensively that you have to worry about whereas with mason Plumley, you knew his points were coming from dunks putbacks Mm -hmm. and transition well demarcus cousins even though he's not the athlete that mason Plumley is which that sounds really weird saying (laughs) um he he he's much more skilled offensively than than mason Plumley. so nikola Jokic. he's he's a he he's a worn down, older version of Nikola Jokic. Well, I think it's it's he's a he's a combination of I think Embiid and Jokic. You right. know, he's he's got the poor version now of both of their strengths, and like if you took some of both of those from both of those guys and combined it into one player, at this point it's Demarcus Cousins. You know, yes, he can pass a little bit, he can score. Um, he's not as great defensively. As Embiid, I don't know if he is a great defender, but he does. Well, you know, but he you can... know what? I think one thing that's underrated, and he has great hands, just like Nikola. He had three steals last night and right. a block. Well, and he he gives you size. I think he has great length, so he's going to make it tough to finish at the rim um, for guys. So I think he provides them with a threat that they really haven't had. You know, Mason Plumlee wasn't that. Um, Hartenstein wasn't that. Um, and then obviously they didn't have any backup center this year um and so now he gives them that but the nuggets have kind of stumbled into this weird roster that now again the caveat is if they get healthy and when they get healthy but now you're trotting out a lineup of your normal starting five of jamal murray Nikola Jokic, aaron gordon will barton um and theoretically mpj and then off of the bench, you have Monte, um, 
uh, Boogie. And then, you know, from there, it's it's those are some interesting options off the bench. And then you can go to guys like Reed or, or Jeff Green, Jermichael Green, Bones, if, if it gets to that point. So and then Bryn Forbes as well. I mean, mm-hmm. they've <laughs> and Bryn Forbes has been playing out of his mind as of late. Um, yeah, he's been he's... shooting the ball really well. Like He struggled to start his tenure here. But I mean, he's been lighting it up now. It's remains to be well, seen if he can keep that up, but and, and people shouldn't be surprised though because he, oh, he shot with San Antonio when when we yeah. played them he murdered us. He he shot in his second year shot thirty nine percent in his third year shot forty two point six percent in his fourth year went back down to thirty eight point eight, and then with Milwaukee when they won the championship shot forty five percent from three. Like this is exactly the the Nuggets went out and got two guys they that fit exactly what they needed. They needed a big. They needed a shooter, and that's who they got. And I think the best part about Bryn, Bryn Forbes is he's not a catch-and-shoot shooter. He's, right. he's not a – which he is. He can do but that. He can he can move and shoot. He's he's like a J.J. Redick in that mold to where he can come off screens yep. and pin downs and things like that. He can, he can shoot off the dribble a little bit. Not great, but um, he's not just a guy that, oh, the defense rotated and he's sitting in the corner and he can knock down the three. No, he's not just that guy, which I think it, it makes it a little bit more tough. Now, he's not great defensively by any stretch, but there's certainly situations to where you can have him in the game. Like, the Nuggets can get really creative with lineups, and now it's going to be on Malone, you know, if they get to that point in the playoffs to be creative and find those lineups because you could throw out some really interesting stuff with this team now, mm-hmm. um, which I like. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, I'm listening to local radio and it's still, you know, the Nuggets have to get aggressive. They have to make a move. And I heard um, a, a proposal last night of, you know, if you have an opportunity to trade MPJ and Jamal and and Bones for Luka you do it. And well, okay. I mean, Luca's a top 10 player. So obviously if you have that chance to go get those type of guys, but like, I really do think the nuggets do have enough like to win a championship. I really do right now. They do because who look, there is no super team out there. There is no, um, Miami heat, you know, from 2012 or Cleveland from, or, or golden state, even like golden state. While they're good. They're not. They're running unbeatable. into their own issues right now. And they have their own issues. They have their own injury issues, which is you know, if they get healthy, obviously they're going to be scary and they're a great team. But are they unbeatable like in 2015? No. So this is, and and I've said this, this is out of any year, this is the year, because we don't know what's going to happen during the off season. Someone could get moved. Someone, you know, some team could create a, a super type of team, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know. So, But that's not just you... for the Nuggets, though, either. I mean, we don't know what no. could happen with other teams because, I mean, an, an interesting thing to keep an eye on with Phoenix is they mm-hmm. still, they remember, they chose not to sign DeAndre Ayton to a max deal. Yep. They opted yep. not to do that. So, I mean, if he takes that personally, right, and we, we don't know, but... Say he does take that personally, and there's a team that wants to give him that money. That changes everything they do. Because even though Aiton's kind of like the lost man in the shuffle, and granted, I don't think he's lived up to his expectation, he's really good, and he's really needed for what they do. 
Well, you know, Phoenix has a lot of depth, and and they they're gonna want to keep guys like Cam Johnson and Bridges and obviously Booker and they they that. yeah and and they've spent a lot of money on Chris Paul, so even though they can't afford to give DeAndre Ayton a max, will they want to? Is it worth it to them? Because DeAndre Ayton hasn't become the guy that everyone thought he could become, and Fair. there's a lot of other teams. There's probably 15 other teams in the league that would be willing to give him a max. My so, my thing is, know. I think, and obviously we're not Phoenix fans, so we don't watch that team constantly, but I think he is more valuable to what they do than what Mikhail Bridges, yeah. who they paid, and Cam Johnson, who you think they probably will end up paying. Um, I, I think he's but, more but valuable I, and dangerous to what they do than those two guys, even though they're sure. really important players for them. But those guys have those guys are what you kind of need in the league, right? Wing guys, wing defenders uh, who can who can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might. We don't know what Phoenix values, right? And, and and here's the other thing with Phoenix, and I've said this for the last two years, and I will continue to say it until something changes. Right now, Chris Paul is their best player, and it can't <sighs> it, it cannot be like that. I think he's their playoffs. most valuable player. I don't think he's their best player. Either way. Either way, it cannot be that once you get to the playoffs. Because let's say the Nuggets, let's say for whatever reason, the Nuggets match up with Phoenix, okay? This is what you do. And let's say the Nuggets are fully healthy, right? You put your best defender on Chris Paul. Okay, I'm going to put Aaron Gordon on Chris Paul. That's what I'm going to do. Take Chris Paul out of the game. All right, Booker, go win it. We'll dare you to win it. Because as of right now, and look, Booker, Booker has had some great games. And he can do it, right? But he can't do it every night. And he hasn't shown that he can do it every night. And until he does that, you're gonna you're gonna dare him to do it. I think Devin Booker can get to that point. I love Devin Booker. I I Devin Booker's been one of my favorite players since he was drafted. Really like him. But until he can go out there and give you twenty seven every night instead of thirty five one night and eighteen the next they are 100% beatable. And and you saw it in the finals. What did what did I say? Well, Giannis is going to be great every night. Can Booker and DeAndre and be great every night? They couldn't. They were great maybe two games. Maybe. And and you saw what happened. So Didn't Booker have like 3 40 point games in the finals? Uh, I thought he had two. Oh, that's still really good. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> go look at the other games. Final numbers. Go we'll look at the other games because um, I would I would rather have though. I would rather have twenty nine six and six from him every night than forty five one night and twenty two the next. My concern with having Gordon play Chris Paul is foul trouble because I think he's more. Um, well, I know he is more uh, savvy at drawing fouls than than yeah. Devin Booker. Well, you, um, you just put your best defenders on him, is what I'm saying. Oh, so you take Reed, right? Uh, and you can throw him on on Chris Paul. But what I'm saying is, uh, and and I'm using the Nuggets as an example because I know I know the Nuggets full roster. But uh, you know, a team like um, a team like Golden State, right? You take Andrew Wiggins and you put him on Chris Paul. Don't put him on Devin Booker. Put him on Chris Paul because right now Chris Paul is the head of the snake. You take him out. Uh, you can win that series because I don't you 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 should not believe right now 
you should not believe that Devin Booker can kill you four games out of seven. You can't. You you shouldn't because right because he hasn't shown that he can do that. They made it to the finals last year, and not once did he do that. Finals, he averaged 28, 28, four and three and a half on right, which looks great. Percent. He only shot twenty two and a half percent from three in the finals. He didn't shoot well. He took a lot of shots. If you look into it, it's not look. Look, twenty eight is 40, great. Forty three is kind of low. But, but he took a lot of shots to get there, and it was very inconsistent throughout the games. Whereas you look at someone like Giannis, and now look, Giannis is a completely different player, and I understand that. But Giannis showed up. Yeah, I mean, if you Giannis round up, up, it was, it was eleven night. of twenty four ish around there. So. Yeah. But, so, look, Phoenix is a great team. They have all the pieces. It falls on Booker. But the injuries. I told you. I had a feeling it was going to come back. No, it's yeah, only well, come back in no, one guy. Look, but. As of right now, as of right now, they will be healthy once the playoffs start. Yeah, no, they'll be fine. And they'll it's be fine. honestly probably best that Chris Paul takes off the rest of the season and gets healthy for the playoffs. Because we all know he was going to get hurt in the playoffs because he always does. So does He just but, always seems to break down at the worst times. Well, yeah. Well, I think this time he broke down at a good time, to be honest. But um, it falls on Devin Booker. If they want to win a championship, it falls on Devin Booker. It, it's just that's just how it is. I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on because um, I don't know how likely a Phoenix matchup is right now. But the Nuggets currently, and if it, no, it won't it won't happen. The Nuggets would have to fall to the eighth seed and get into play. That that won't happen. Well, it would either if if everything just kind of stays pretty much in place, which it may. I mean, we're coming mm-hmm. down the home stretch right now, um, and the Nuggets are they're going to be jockeying for highest four, lowest seven. Yeah. Um, but yeah. really, they're going to be between four and six, either yeah. five or six, because they're jockeying. As of right now, they match up against Memphis. I love it. Right. Well, that's what I wanted to ask your opinion on, because a lot. I mean, Memphis is the every year. There's a team, right? Last right. year right. it was Phoenix. Every year there's a team that comes out of nowhere and they blow everybody away. They play great in the regular season. Memphis is that team this year. That's not to say that they're not a great team. Um, they've swept the Nuggets this year they're three and oh granted i think one of those games without Jokic, um and obviously both games or all the games have been without their fully healthy roster um but a lot of people are like how would you feel about a matchup with memphis i personally am not scared of memphis i don't know if that makes me crazy i personally am not that's just look memphis has size and so i think that is something that is a bit of a concern but i think demarcus cousins helps you a lot i think that that is a big series for demarcus cousins uh, as far as importance right because they got stephen adams um uh, karen jackson kills stephen adams though sure i under <laughs> understandable but it's the problem is when nicole Jokic goes off the floor right so they memphis has some size that you got to deal with and they have some solid shooting uh, Dylan Brooks has been out for most of the year, and he's their second leading scorer, averaging 18 a game. So he's important as well. Um, Brandon Clark has been fantastic off the bench. Uh, Bain Desmond has Bain well. has been good. So they, they've got guys, but here's the thing. I love John Morant, and I think the, uh, the, the perfect comparison to John Morant is prime Derrick Rose, right? And I think Derrick Rose is a little bit better. But as of right now, and John Morant's only like 20, so... He'll, or 22 so he'll get there but 
John Morant, the way he's playing the, and his play style is very similar to what Derrick Rose did. Um, but John Morant gets the majority of his points in the paint. He leads the mm -hmm. league in points per paint, points in the paint uh, per game. That won't happen in the playoffs. Sorry, it's just not going to happen in the playoffs. Maybe against certain teams, but it won't happen against a team that has, you know, two seven-footers um, and a, if, you know, MPJ is healthy. I, the length that the Nuggets offer, uh, I don't think John Morant will be at least as um, efficient, right? He'll get to the rim, but will he be 60-something percent? Maybe not. Uh, he's... He's a guy that I think he needs, obviously, to develop his three ball a little bit better. He's shooting just 33% uh, or 34%. Um, so that needs to be bumped up a little bit, too, because uh, that's very inconsistent. There's some nights where he'll go 5 for 8, and there's some nights where he'll go 0 for 5. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, that percentage, I think, is a little misleading. Just because like oh, i'll take 34 percent, but i'll take a consistent 34 percent. it's not consistent so uh i love jaw i think memphis is an interesting team but they i just don't think they're ready yet i like jaron jackson well what do we talk about every year enough. with these teams these teams that usually come out of the woodworks what's the most common thing they're a young team that hasn't been there yet they haven't accrued the experience right and, well, then, and, and those teams are great in the regular season. Why? Because right. they play loose. They don't, you know, they don't know anything. They don't know, <laughs> you know any they're, better. They're playing hard and then uh, every night. You're telling me, like, if I'm a Memphis fan and I see how great we are, and then I find out our first matchup is against the Denver Nuggets, who <laughs> never die, never will go right. to the ground right. kicking it. Like, you want to talk about the Broncos mantra of wanting to be kicking and screaming? Just go watch the Nuggets for a year. When it right. comes to the playoffs, they kick and they scream. Now, obviously, last year they got swept by Phoenix, but we all know what the caveat was with that. Right. This is a team that lives for these moments. They'll even let you stick around because they prefer to just wear you right. out and make you lose sleep at night right. because right. they they live for this. Look, I would be I, absolutely ter – not terrified, but I, if I'm Memphis, I'm hoping Dallas falls to six because I – me personally, I would not want to see the Nuggets in the first round. Well, I don't necessarily want to see Luca. I'd want to see Utah, to be honest. But oh, that's I just think everybody wants to see Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's like, you know, if we could choose any team, any, any, miny, mo, give us Rudy Gobert, 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 and uh, you know Donovan Mitchell out there. But yeah, well, and look, here's the thing: if you're any team, right? If you're Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, Dallas, Utah. Clippers, the Lakers, Minnesota. Do you want to see the Nuggets? No. Now, if I tell you that MPJ and Jamal will be out, do you want to see the Nuggets? No, oh, absolutely. Yes, but I'm still nervous because I don't necessarily want to play them in the first round, right? If especially if you're Dallas, uh, don't want to play them in the first round. Even Memphis. Um, so I mean, if they're sans those guys, yes. I mean, obviously Denver. Well, I mean, if you get to choose between Minnesota and the Clippers, too. Um, right, yeah. I'm, I'm taking Minnesota and the Clippers. I don't care who's out for the Nuggets. Is Nicole Jokic playing? Okay, I don't want to. I'd rather see Minnesota or the Clippers or the Lakers right. or the Pelicans. Right, I'd, I'd rather see any of those four teams over the Nuggets. In, in some cases, I would rather see Dallas too. Um, so, I, look, the Nuggets, fully healthy, are a top three team in the West, and they have a legitimate shot at getting to the finals. 
It's just we don't know how healthy they're going to be, if at all. So, but like I said, the, the West is wide open. I, I think as of right now, if I'm putting money on it, I'm putting money on Golden State. Just because I think when they get fully healthy and, and they play clay every night uh, and they let they get uh, Steph back to being what Steph does best, which is off ball and letting Draymond handle the ball quite a bit, um, then I think Golden State is the team to beat in the West if fully healthy. I agree. And and right now in the league, that's that's the that is literally the only if because they, they present healthy, so many problems. Right. The on, the only the teams that are healthy in the playoffs will make it to the finals. I don't know why it's been such a big deal over the last couple seasons. That like there's always injuries, right? There's always big injuries, but it's the it's the amount of injuries right now in the NBA. Mm -hmm. is just off the charts and i i'm not sure why that's the case um it might just be we're still kind of getting over the bubble year and, and that's just it's just the effects of it and it's lasted this long but it is insane i mean look at the east i mean miami's dealing with injuries philly's de dealing with stuff too uh milwaukee's gone in and out with injuries chicago's dealing with injuries right now Boston just lost uh, Jalen Brown for a bit, I believe. Like Cleveland has, Cleveland hasn't had Garland for a while. Like there is oh, so many injury. You can go down the list to every single team in the league. They are all dealing with injuries. So, whoever's the healthiest will make it to the finals. Yeah. Um. But I mean, just going back to this Memphis thing, like I, that's that's one that kind of, I don't know. I would think I would be scared of Memphis, but I'm not scared of Memphis. Like I, I think the Nuggets could legitimately. Now I'm not saying that the Nuggets are going to sweep them or even win a gentleman's sweep. I know how this goes. I'm prepared for this now. Right. I know right. I know their mo. Um, but I think they could beat Memphis. Um, I think they could beat a Phoenix. I think they could beat Golden State, but I'm not as confident in that. If um, fully healthy, I think Denver can beat Golden State. I, I they don't have anyone that can that can guard Jokic. Uh, at the I mean, end of well, at the end of the day, like to throw at him. They have they have bodies. They have bigger bodies. They have Wiseman. He's yeah, Wiseman and uh, Wiseman Looney. Look, you're telling me that a 20 year old kid is gonna slow down Nikola Jokic. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that, but you know, I mean, they have bodies to throw at him. It, it would be an interesting match. Like the okay, Nuggets, well, the Nuggets match have bodies to throw at Steph. Well, yes. Well, I'm just the Nuggets. Just they just <laughs> match up interesting with people, you know. Like they have interesting pieces. Like it's an interesting team now um, that the Nuggets have assembled. It's just getting to that point. Um, now, can they overtake Dallas for fifth? I mean, they're one game, one loss, and one win behind them. Dallas does hold the tiebreaker, though. But I mean, if you find a way to sneak past Dallas, and it's like, hey, Utah. How's it going again? You know, I'm sure Utah would love to have that. At least their fans would, because yeah. you know they want to they want to get paid. I, I think but. you know it's funny. I would avoid Utah if I could, and I I crap on Utah all the time. I and I don't believe in Utah whatsoever. Uh, they will not get to the conference finals. You can book it, I, but that factor of revenge that is something that does make me nervous. Um, because. Because they will do everything they possibly can. And in the first round, 
that makes me a little nervous too because MPJ and Jamal, if they are playing, they won't, you know, be ready. Like, if anything, they'll be ready by the second round, depending, right? Let's say, you know, they come back. Let's say everything's going well perfectly. Even in the first round, they're not going to be 100% as far as, uh, mm -hmm. you know, their feet under them, right? It's going to take a bit. So, especially playoff basketball. So, I would have... I want the... the easiest possible matchup in the first round and memphis in my opinion that's memphis yeah because because utah utah's been there and donovan mitchell can go nuclear and look jaw could but donovan mitchell is going to do it more consistently and he's and we've seen him do it um whereas i think memphis there's a there's a good chance that it's literally just jaw and those other guys just shrink i mean there's a good chance that that happens Whereas, like, with Utah, you got to deal with Conley. You got to deal with Bogdanovich. And while I, you know, make fun of Utah all the time, and I don't believe that they're even top 10 in finals content winning the championship out of in, out of the league, I wouldn't want to play them if I'm Denver. Now, if I'm, you know, any other team, I'd probably want to see Utah. But for Denver, I wouldn't just because of that revenge factor like it's gonna mean more to utah than it is than it probably will to denver i get where you're coming from but i me i mean i'm just nah i'm fine with it <laughs> i think that's Look, you know, I, I, it'll be a denver long series beat, but right denver should beat memphis utah dallas yes. right as of right now as long as denver doesn't fall to seven they should get past the first round right and now it's and now it's who do you want to see in the first or in the second round? Phoenix or Golden State? Well, I'll take Phoenix. Uh, as long as and look, this is all if the Nuggets are healthy, right? Like this, none of this matters if they're not healthy. They're not going to beat Phoenix or Golden State when, if they're not healthy. Um, yeah. I think if they have MPJ and MPJ's playing well, and they don't have Jamal, let's say Jamal just shuts it down, but they have MPJ. And MPJ's playing relatively well, better than what he did in the playoffs last year. I think they can get past the first round, but it'll be really tough. But I think they can they can beat Memphis, Utah, or Dallas. Um, with Jamal, I think, and and everything's going well, and Jamal gets his feet under him by the second round. I I I think this team gets to the finals. I really do. A lot riding on those two guys, though. Whether or a lot, not, not I'll say this. I'd rather have I'd rather have Jamal over MPJ easily. They can get uh, they can beat Phoenix with Jamal and no MPJ. I don't know if they can beat Golden State, but they can beat Phoenix. Jamal Jamal means a lot, and I don't think people realize like you look at his regular season stats and oh yeah, I mean they could use Jamal, but you know it's not that not that important. But when you Jamal in the playoffs with that team is very important. I mean, I can argue that he's just as important, if not more, than Nikola Jokic. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't. It's hard to replace the MVP, but yes, I mean, we've grown to see what Jamal brings to the team, and for his flaws, his value outweighs the flaws that he does have. The inconsistency. That's really it. I mean, that's really the only knock on Jamal is can he do it consistently? And 
I mean, obviously, he does it in value. the playoffs. <laughs> outweighs it, right? Right, and and you know, if I if I have a player and he's great, I'd rather him suck in the regular season and show up in the biggest moments than you know, vice versa. So, um, Will Barton, quickly before we get off the Nuggets here, breaks the three point record for the Nuggets. Um, good for Will, seven hundred sixty nine total threes, surpasses J.R. Smith, who was at seven sixty eight. Uh, the aforementioned Jamal Murray, six seventy three. And Nikola Jokic is at eighth at 525. He'll probably end up passing Danilo and and Wilson, I would say. Chandler. Uh, Danilo's at 535. Wilson Chandler's at 540. Not sure if he gets Gary, who's at 565. Um, but I think he, he'll definitely pass Danilo. He'll most likely pass Wilson Chandler. Um, how many games do we even have left at this point? Well, I was going to say, we don't have a ton of games left. What are they, um, 37 and 26, so that's 53? Yeah. 63 games. So, and we're I mean, doing it. This is an 82-game season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they have 19 games left. Um, or I is mean, it 72? Did they go back no, to 72? No, this is 82. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he has 19 games, give or take. So... Yeah, I think he could he could pass Wilson Chandler. He, he should only... probably he'll probably make at least twenty five. Where does that put him? Uh, so if he does twenty five, he'll be at five fifty, and that'll be fifteen shy of Gary. But he'll have beat Wilson by ten, so okay. that'll per, yeah. put him firmly in sixth. So he has yeah. a chance he, to get to the sixth spot. Yeah, he has a good shot to catch Gary. Actually, he'd have to go on a crazy streak to hit 40 yeah <laughs> well and it depends also on how many games he plays because he did miss last night right um right but they got new orleans again uh golden state sacramento golden state have at this four the game stretch at all? we played lakers twice to end the season i feel like we've not played the lakers at all this year no they uh, played them once once they, they beat they, them 133 to 96 that was january oh. 15th yeah that was um, but everybody's beating down the Lakers these well, days. So, yeah. I mean, that but this matter. next four-game stretch, though, have you seen it? Uh, I'm looking at the schedule now. New Orleans, Golden State, Sacramento, Golden State. Oh, look at the dates. Uh, well, yeah, you get two back-to-backs. So four games yeah. in what? Or in five nights. That's yeah, dumb. It's absolute BS. Um, you got to get out of this two and two. <laughs> if you can get out of this two and two, great. Yeah, this is um, this will be their last two back-to-backs. Golden State hasn't played well. No, but you probably don't get that. And you get them at home. You've gotten all those and, games. Get, yeah, the both of them are at a home. The one that is away is Sacramento. Right. Um, You should beat Sacramento. You should beat better beat New ago. Orleans. You beat them twice last week, week before. Yeah. So those those you should at least win two of those. If you can steal one from Golden State at home, great. Then you got Toronto. Toronto's been playing well. And then you got the then marquee matchup. Um, That's the one everybody's looking forward to. Is yeah. I, can you look forward to it when no one's playing for the night? <laughs> like, eh, well, it's all right. I mean, they're just looking forward to it because it's Jokic and Embiid and yeah, you know, well, Embiid stands and but, Nick Wright. Yeah. Is I, and I, I want to get to that, by the way. I want to get to MVP talk. Um, then at Washington, should be able to beat that beat. Washington at Cle- Cleveland's play great. I don't know if that's a win or not. That's yeah, I don't know lost. if they win. Yeah, that's probably a loss. Uh, can't Boston, Boston is really good. Um, has been playing really well. I don't know. That's tough. The Clippers should be a win, but the Clippers, the Clippers have played the Nuggets tough. Um, Reggie Jackson is just on a terror. It feels like yeah. 
Phoenix Dang. should be it will probably be a loss depending on who's healthy in OKC, that game. OKC definitely a loss. <laughs> that's, a, that's an L. If there's any team uh, that there's an L guaranteed, that's it's right. There. Well, they've already lost them twice. They'll get that one. Um, at Charlotte should be a win. Charlotte plays no defense. Uh, at Indiana that should be a win. Minnesota at home. That's a toss up. Should be a win, but it's, it's a toss up. Right at the Lakers, they should win by 50. San Antonio should be a win. <laughs> Memphis, I think that's a good one. That AD's second last probably game. back by those games. So is will he really? I I would assume so. He's gonna be reevaluated like two okay. weeks. Okay. Okay. So. Even with AD, then you win by 20, not 50. Um, that Memphis one will be fun. That could be a playoff matchup, and right then the last game of the year against the Lakers at home should be a win by 30. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, look, if you're for the Nuggets, get to 50 wins. If you can get to 50 wins, which I think is very doable, 13 more. That's, so 13 you're going more wins? What, 13 and six. Well, one of the good things that the Nuggets has been, they've been really good against the bad teams this year. Subpar, sub 500 teams are, they've got a great record. Yeah. So I mean, if we count those, you know, the New Orleans, Sacramento, so one, two, three. Uh, I don't know if Washington's under 500, but I think that's a they win are. for. I think I think they beat Cleveland that night. Eh, well, maybe not. I don't know. That's tough to say. Uh, I think they beat five, Boston. Six, seven, eight. I think they get one against the Lakers. Nine. I think they beat. I think San they Antonio get both against 10. the Lakers. So I mean, I think they you you can at least pencil them in for at least ten more wins. Now they've got to beat. Well, yeah, they should be able to go ten and nine. <laughs> they yeah. should be able to go ten and nine. Now it's just getting, it's a matter of getting the, one of the Golden States, one of the Philly, Phoenix, Memphis games. So. Yeah, or that Cleveland game. I don't, yeah. I don't know if we can. Cleveland and OKC. Losses. Right off the bat. <laughs> I'm, I'm booking those for you. So, I guarantee you, those are losses right there. Well, and here's the thing. The Nuggets love to win games. They're not supposed to lose games that they're Absolutely. not supposed to. It's our so. MO. You know, throw in that, sure, throw in that OKC game as a loss, but throw in Phoenix as a win, you know? Or, Absolutely. Uh, what's another game that they probably shouldn't win? Memphis, uh, probably Philly. right? Probably Philly, they'll probably lose. Philly, that. yeah, yeah, there you go. Philly or, or Phoenix, right? They they win one of those games because they shouldn't. Um, so, or Golden State on a second of a back-to-back -back on one of these two, right? So, yeah, I mean, the Nuggets will be the Nuggets. Um, now, 19 games... How, uh, look, take away your fear of Jamal coming back, right? And MPJ coming back. How many games do you think they need to get their feet under them by round two, let's say? Let's say round one, you get Memphis, Jamal and MPJ are playing maybe like 25 minutes a game. I'd say at least um, 15. You would want 15 games? Well, here's the thing, right? Because to be ready you... by round two. To be ready by round one, yes, 15 are, are, games. Okay, so are we including the, the first round series games? Yeah, because I don't think... Okay. I think them at so, 70%... Seven. What? So book seven games then. At least six. Okay. I, I, I think that's fair. But I, I, I think I that's say, very fair. I, fifth, I say 15 because you have to factor in, okay, when do they come back? And how are they going to come back? They're not immediately going to be in the starting lineup. So Malone ideally is going to ease them in. So they're right. not going to get 
you know, insane touches, insane reps. I would say for the first two to three games, they're both probably going to be eased slightly in. And then around game four or five of them being back, okay, if they look good, they're going to be in the starting lineup. Then you have to get that flow back of working with all the starters because Aaron Gordon's been playing really well, obviously right. Jokic, and then Barton. You, you have to – like there's going to take that time too to mesh with everything back right. together. Yeah, but I, I also think you can do that the last two games of the year and in the first round. I think it's going to take them a, a little bit. And, and those those playoff games, it, it might even take time in that too. So Well, that's what I'm saying. It's going to take into the first round. If if you that's why I'm saying how how many games do they need in the regular season to be ready by the second round? Let's say they play 7 games in the first. So I how mean, many games I in think, the regular season do you want them to play if well, we're going to get a full six or seven game series in the first so, round? I would say eight. I'm sticking at my 15 number. I think they need around 15 <laughs> games. So I'm going to say eight regular season well, games. Look, here's the thing. They've got, and I think the target date is April 1st for both of them. Well, that's not I, great I, because you don't I have would, eight games. No, but that's six. That's five. I, I think if you can get them back by March 30th, six games, I think that's I think that's good. Not great, right? Because, I like again, like you, I would want them back by maybe OKC, March 26th. And then yeah. you get three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Well, I think I, both I think that's of them, perfect. Both of them are coming but, back on a home game. It's not going to be a road game. Right. So I would, I would say if you can get back by OKC, but if you can't, April 1st, I think is perfect. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's got to be the target date, and 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 I think in and here's the thing, people and I I understand trying to mesh back together, right? But you got to also remember that lineup was literally the best lineup through the ten games they played with each other throughout the league, and that was and Aaron Gordon had just got there, so yeah. it was like, oh well, you got to mesh with Aaron Gordon. Well, that meshed very easily. Well, the MVP it was, was the lowest scorer, I feel like, out of all of them. Like, it was very easy. And and knowing Jamal and Jokic and their chemistry, I really don't think it's going to be that hard as far as chemistry goes. I think I think the one, I guess, that would have the most trouble is MPJ, right? Um, but maybe what you do, and I wouldn't mind this, bring MPJ off the bench. So you go, you go Jamal, Barton, um... Jeff Green, Gordon, and Jokic. Off the bench, you go to Marcus Cousins, Monte Morris, MPJ, and then that fourth, depending on who you're playing. And matchup-wise, you either go to Michael, uh, Bones, or Bryn Forbes. Hmm. That's that's what I would do because I think the one guy that's going to have um, the hardest time chemistry-wise is MPJ. Yes, I'd agree. I agree with that. Even so though he does the least do. of all of them. But. That's what I would do. Uh, I'm so and then maybe by the second round, you're starting MPJ, right? I mean, I guess it depends, right, on how well he's playing and how well he's meshing. But that's what I would do. And, and also, we gotta we we forget, like, Will Barton didn't play in that run to the Western Conference Finals. Like, every year, every year... This team has had problems with injuries. Yeah, they haven't been fully healthy, yeah. So if they do get fully healthy for the first time ever, 
I, I'm curious to see what Will can do in the playoffs. You know, I, I'm I'm curious to see what a, a healthy MPJ can do in the playoffs. Yeah. I want to see what Aaron Gordon with those guys can do in the playoffs. We haven't seen this team in the playoffs at all. We've seen them, what, 12, 14 games in the regular season? They're and really it, was the best starting, it was the best starting five in the league. So I'll take that. We'll see. I'm starting to get nervous again, but uh, <laughs> I'm just every every move that they take, every step, I am going to be holding my breath like a fish out of water. <laughs> just it is exciting though. Uh, I think for the first time, like, cause you know, I it's funny. Like, I don't know about you, but when I when I do get the chance to watch them, it's not super shut. Other than that Clippers game, I guess. It's not super stressful because you know, like, ah, uh, like you know, they don't have Jamal and MPJ. Once those guys come back, though, it, that stress level will quadruple. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Listen, I almost died the night of Game Seven of versus Utah when Mike Conley shot one in the air. I was like, I'm dead. I'm dead now. I'm dead, and this is it. And when it rimmed out, I fell on the floor. Because I, I, I was legitimately could not move. Like, so... Well, every time I watch that highlight, I think it's going in. Oh, because it was. It certainly was. But thankfully, Jokic got the canola oil out during one of the timeouts, squirted it on the back of the rim, and that thing, whoop, just went right out. Never forget it, but, you know. And I'll, I'll never forget that locker room after. Malone's like, <laughs> now we know. Don't give it to Tori Craig on a two-on-one. Yeah, yeah. Tori, why'd you take the layup? Like, how do you... Well, first off, Jamal, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. And then Gobert steps out of bounds. That's a no call. And yeah, it's wide open. Yep. Nobody saw Donovan Mitchell sitting Donovan in the Mitchell corner was by himself. Wide open. Yep. You know, if they throw it to him, that's probably going over. with how he played in that series. Um but yeah, no, I'm. I love punishment, so I'm ready for it. But I'm terrified of of what's gonna happen. Okay, um, you said you wanted to get to MVP talk. What is uh, what is your point? Well, I just think it's interesting because uh, okay, I'll ask you this: the way James Harden is playing, is it hurt Embiid? As far well, as MVP, apparently James Harden's gonna be held out tonight, so due to a hamstring. So no, I don't think so. Um, Okay. I think it's already etched in people's minds how great Embiid has played this year. I don't think James Harden, no I'm matter how he plays, will really change it. James Harden has been incredible with them. And and this is why I, I said when he was how with Houston, and I said, Philly, trade for James Harden. It will work with him and Embiid. It's not going to – James Harden was never going to work with Chris Paul – Never going to work with Russell Westbrook, although they almost did with Chris Paul, yes. Wow, he's been at um, 26 points per game in four games. Yeah, and he's averaging like and 12 and nine seven. and eight. Yeah, he's, at 26, he's at 27, 12, and eight if you round up. It's really good. So that's what I'm saying. Like, does that hurt? Because, and it's so. funny, like, when you compare Embiid and Jokic, and this is why I'll always say I'll take Jokic any day. And people who who think Embiid is better, I, I mean, this right now when they those two are on the court, the offense runs through James Harden. Now Embiid is the better player, 
the offense runs runs absolutely through James Harden. I mean, it is, it is like Houston Rockets James Harden out there. It's just he has his big man that he's always needed. Yeah, but now I think we start. We we need to really start worrying about him being healthy because this hamstring thing has now been lingering for a couple years now, and. They could also be making an excuse and giving him a rest day. We don't know. Eh, maybe. Maybe. But as I don't know. You have to see how it meshes in the playoffs. I don't think it matters for, for Embiid. I honestly think he's probably a lock to get the MVP this year. Um, I know a lot of people are saying DeMar DeRozan just because, you know, Chicago's... Are they still the one seed right now? I, don't I know thought Miami was. I think Chicago's at the the one seed but a lot of people and DeMar DeRozan has been playing out of his mind don't get me wrong I mean he's been great um yeah okay Miami's now number one um so I, I don't know I think this year's and notice how we we haven't heard anything about Chris Paul being an MVP this year and that's funny how that happens but um ugh. so right now the favorite is Embiid at minus 120 yeah. Nikola Jokic is second I'm just saying it'll be it now, it, I guess it depends on if Harden misses a ton of games. But I'm just saying, like, just watching, because they were on one of the national games, and I was watching the game, I, it looks like it looks like Harden's team already. It looks like Harden's team. I mean, he's going to handle the ball <laughs> the most. So. You I know mean, what's the funny, offense though, absolutely runs through him. Is Even though Embiid and DeRozan are probably the front runners, like... Jokic has his team at the sixth seed in the West, granted, but they're only two wins back of Chicago and Philly. Two yeah. wins. And he's been without his second best player and the third best player. And 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 also he's gonna he has the highest PER in NBA history. Um he's averaging 26, 14, and 8, if you round up. Um the offense runs through him, which is not something that you can say about Embiid. Sorry, you can't. I don't. I don't it doesn't. You can't. Um, he and and Nikola Jokic makes everyone better. I mean that pass. Now oh, Monte didn't Morris make the three. Yeah. yeah. That pass. I don't. Yeah. I don't one know. player in the league, one, can make that pass, and that's that's well two, I guess. Jokic and LeBron. Well, and I'm not sure even LeBron does that. Well, and the craziest thing about these passes, and you, you think back to the one, I think, was it against the Spurs that he threw from the opposite court? And it, like, nearly, like, if it hits the guy in the head, he dies. He dies <laughs> on the court there. But it, like, escapes this man's ear, and he turns around like, who threw something at me? And they curve. His passes Yeah, his passes curve. curve. Yeah. To where the players go. I'm like... Is he throwing curveballs with a basketball? And it's not like it just gets there. It is perfectly. Oh, it's in the shooter's pocket. In the pocket. Like, perfect. Yeah, no, it, it blows my mind. I don't know how Monte he sees Morris, Monte Morris should have been suspended for five games for missing that oh, shot. Absolutely. I mean, I would have been shocked too that it gave. Like, I think the guys, these guys well, are still yeah. shocked that it gets to them. Like, they still don't think that he, there's no way he sees me. Did, did someone ask Monte about that shot? I, I don't know. Probably. I mean, listen. Monte could have been in the third bowl getting a hot dog from the vendor, coming down the ramp, 
the stairs, hot dog in hand, coke in the other, and Nicola would have still found him blindfolded, laying on the ground. Like, I I don't know how he sees it. Like, now, at this point, it's just... The sad part is, like, at this point, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like, that's just what he does. But, like, nobody makes these passes. Nobody. And, like, LeBron is a great passer, but I'm, a, I'm with you. I don't even think LeBron is as I, talented I'm, of a passer I'm, as Jokic is. I'm getting, no, I'm getting to the point where Jokic is the best passer in the league. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think LeBron is, like, LeBron sees the game. His IQ is insane. But right. He has the highest IQ, but it's different. Jokic, like, he sees things happen 10 frames ahead of time. And guys aren't even ready. Not not just the defense, but his own guys aren't even ready. <laughs> yeah, right. Because they're not thinking that far ahead. Like, how many times do you see him come down the court in a game and he's flailing his arms like a, uh, a octopus, moving guys, and he's just you here, there, there. But he's like a you know a, an orchestrator out there, and and the play goes exactly, and they get a bucket. It's because he's pointing things out. Like, I know this is going to happen. This guy's going to hedge too much. I'm going to move my butt cheek 20 degrees to the south, and I'm going to throw it to you. It's going to barely miss that guy's ear because if I hit him on the ear, he will die. So I have to make sure I throw a curve on this, and there will be Jeff Green right there to catch it perfectly, and there's a layup. Like, that's what his mind goes. I don't I don't get it, but it just happens every game. Um, yeah, no, that pass, when I saw that, I was like, that's just stupid, first off. He, he defies everything logically when it comes to passing a basketball i've never seen anyone throw a basketball and it curves i've never seen that I, before i really do believe he should win mvp again um but it's not gonna happen now no. i'll say this keep on a lookout who which one of them gets all nba first team well it's that's the thing too it's completely two different voting you know whatever right i think and if joel NBA, gets the mvp they'll give it to joel I see, but okay. Think about it though, right? If you're some, you know, just voter, right? And it's close, like it's 50-50 with them. But like, it's really close. But but the story goes towards Embiid. Wouldn't you just throw an All NBA First Team on on Nikola Jokic? Well, I think both of them should be in there. I don't think it should be. It won't. It won't. Right, but I don't think it should be bound to positions because now we're at a point in the no, NBA where positions don't exist anymore for right. the most part. So. Like, if you're going to do the top five all-NBA players, it should be Embiid, it should be Jokic. Um, I don't know if Le- – I don't think LeBron's a first-team all-NBA player this year. Um, I think DeRozan should be on that list. Um, I mean, you could put maybe Booker or Steph on there. I mean, I'd have to really go through who's been playing, you know, the five best. But I think for sure those three, DeRozan, Jokic, Embiid, are probably the three best players – not in the league, but playing the best right now. I don't think there's a lot of maybe you throw Luca on there. I don't know. Um, well, I, I, well, LeBron's gonna be on there. LeBron's I been fantastic. <laughs> Le, Le, LeBron's been great. It, his team's trash, but his, his he's been <laughs> it's, great. It's very bad. It's very fun to watch the Lakers be so bad. Oh, it's it's like very each... that that game against the Pelicans. Oh, the Pelicans. I mean, that, the Clippers that was, game. That might have been the most painful. Game like Russell Westbrook, man, he's yeah, he's falling off a cliff. He he he. Well, he not sucks. only that, I mean, you want to talk about Jokic, a great passer. What was DeAndre Jordan doing? <laughs> what what in God's name was that? Because he, I mean, was he that nervous to throw that? 
because he launched that into like three rows off the court. I'm like, what? How do you do that? I was talking about this with a, a guy I work with who's a Lakers fan. I was talking about this with him, was it yesterday or the day before? I was like, if you would have told me six years ago that out of JaVale McGee and DeAndre Jordan, one of these guys is going to win multiple championships and play a key role on multiple teams and winning these championships and, and, and playoff teams, I would have been like, oh, certainly you're talking about DeAndre Jordan. No, it is JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee is a better player than DeAndre Jordan. If I would have told you that six years ago, you'd have been like, not so. I just saw the latest Shaqton and JaVale McGee threw the ball 50 feet into the rows. Well, DeAndre Jordan just did that the other night. It's it's insane. It's insane. He's fallen off a cliff. Now he signs in Philly. Um, JaVale McGee is playing really well. Uh, it's, it's really crazy. Well, but- it's funny. I, and I think, you know, I go back to the what I said with... Uh, um, Marcus Cousins. He's probably him and Javale McGee are probably the two best backup centers in the league right now. Uh, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find many other guys playing as well as they are um, right now. That's for sure. Uh, but the, <laughs> the Lakers don't get a break tonight either. They have Golden State in prime time, so we're oh, gonna, yeah. we're gonna watch the Lakers get mopped up again uh, on the floor. And like this is just like if you're struggling, uh, please bring on the Lakers. And Golden State's struggling right now? Ah, thank God. Well, and wouldn't it be a great opportunity for Jamal Murray and MPJ to get their feet under them by playing the Lakers twice out of the last four or three games? Just slap them around. Yeah. A few times. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Lakers are very, very bad. They they may miss the playoffs legitimately. I I think they will. I think they will. And, And look, and by the way, you said earlier, if Zion comes back which it sounds like he will, I think it goes out of the, the final four because I think Denver will be that last six seed or Dallas, one of them. But between Minnesota, Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, I think the two that makes it will be the Timberwolves and the Pelicans. Uh, I, mean, I think you're giving a lot of credit to Zion. I mean, he's got, he hasn't played in, what, a year and a half? Well, uh, still. I, well, okay, uh, another question, though. Is Paul George and Kawhi coming back this season? Well, that is a great question. Paul George that, we're unsure about, but apparently the Clippers deleted a, vitter, a, vitter, a video that they tweeted out of Kawhi Leonard shooting in the background, getting some shots up. So, I don't know. Maybe. That'll be interesting. Maybe. But, but I, he's got to come back soon to get going. I yeah. I don't know. I I guess I guess it depends. But okay, whoever you know does is does Zion come back and look good uh, at 350 pounds? By the way, uh, Zion's at the NFL uh, combine. I, I saw. saw. Tweet. Um, Zion, he weighed in. Zion's neck. He weighed in at uh, well six foot six, 340 pounds. That, that looked like Zion to me. I've never seen someone with a thicker neck than Zion Williamson. Uh, Jordan Davis tweeted it out. His <laughs> neck might be bulletproof. I mean, Jordan Davis, that picture. Yeah, it's a big man. 6'6", 341. Yeah. Good Lord. That's a, that's a load. Although I've still never seen someone with a bigger butt than Terrence Knighton. <laughs> yeah that protruded out of his backside you could literally stick a food <laughs> tray on that and it would stay steadily on that i've never seen anything like that that is a large man and he wasn't as tall as these guys 
No, he was but like six one. There was a reason they called him Pot Roast, because <laughs> the, I mean, that that was that should be a wonder of the world. But Zion's neck, I'm telling you, you could shoot a bullet at it, and the bullet would crumble. I've never seen a neck so thick in my life. I like I. It's honestly, it's impressive to look at. No. Um, okay, MVP. Yes, I think we're both on board. Jokic should win it again, and this is not just because like it's like Nuggets fans. No, like legitimately, his his the two guys that have been the front runners all year, DeRozan and Embiid. Like Jokic has his team two games back, and he's the only thing that Embiid has over Jokic is the story. I, does he? Well, what's the story? Nas- nationally, what's nationally. The story, uh, okay, he hasn't won it yet. Okay, I mean, I, all right, I guess, but and he and he's even, having a great season. I don't know. I just think they they just like to give it to guys that they uh, that aren't weird looking <laughs> when they play basketball, that don't look like they have octopus arms, <laughs> and guys that can jump really high and dunk the ball very hard. Uh, uh, but I'll say this though, I I am legitimately surprised that Nikola Jokic is the is right there with Embiid as front runners. Oh, just just to show you that a lot of people know what they're watching. Know the significance of what he's doing. Well, no, I I'm just I did not think he would be this good again. I really didn't. Yeah, no. I mean, well, you can argue he's been better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, he is having literally a better season than last year. I mean, he's he's on pace to have statistically the greatest, greatest season year of, of all time. Ever, yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. you know now now analytics doesn't matter when it comes to Jokic. You notice that, right? Like now, right. Yeah. when you pull up the advanced stat, oh, now it doesn't matter. The advanced stats. Don't oh, matter. but LeBron should have won it right. because look at his PER against right. Derrick Rose. So now it doesn't matter. It's it's fine though. We we understand. Okay. Um, anything else on the Nuggets or or the NBA before we um, get going here? Oh. All right. Um, Aaron Rodgers still has yet to make a decision, but apparently, um, he has narrowed down his list to four teams. It's Denver, Green Bay, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. Tennessee is kind of random to me. Um, but sure. Why not? No, it's not random. They were the number one seed in the AFC and they have Derrick Henry. Pretty random to me. Okay. Pretty random. I mean, but it would be fun. Like it would be, I'm just saying it's random. Like I wouldn't think Tennessee, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. Like they have pieces there. I mean, they have AJ Brown and he also bought land in Nashville. And I saw that Devonte Adams apparently bought a house in Las Vegas. So I don't know. I don't know how much stock you can put in. That's a things. great fit for Devonte Adams. Um, yeah, probably. But that's the fourteen. And and from what NBC Sports is writing, Mark Mike Florio, whoever it is, it's not like Green Bay or these like and these teams. It's this team or this team or like. Um, basically implying like it's even apparently he's reportedly torn between staying with the Packers and moving on but the Packers have allowed these teams to put together packages so if he chooses one of these teams they already have it ready to go allegedly so I mean I don't know how you feel about it but at this point like I'm exhausted with the Aaron Rodgers talk I mean yes do I want a Hall of Fame quarterback yes but I'm just like I honestly won't be devastated if, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. That, that's how I feel about it. Because now I'm just kind of annoyed with the guy. 
honestly <laughs> i really am well i i don't really understand why people get are getting so mad at him for taking two weeks to decide well um it's not so much for me that he's taking time the, the time to decide or how long it is but it's just like everything's a show like everything's played up you know everything is is not by is him so what, dramatic. Is he, what is he done his instagram is, post i'm gonna make a decision soon and then it's not soon like well what well define soon no one asked him because if he if he thinks soon as in you know beginning a free agency which makes sense then it wouldn't be until next week or the week after i i Look, was he supposed to right after the Super Bowl be like, "Oh, okay, I'm choosing this team"? No, but the, the NFL Combine is going on that right he's now. Been playing this up and been very dramatic about all of this. I, I, I think the the media has done a lot of that. Well, he's he's given them the ammo to do that because he won back to back MVPs. No, just how he just—he's so dramatic about everything. His long, what, what grateful post on about? Instagram: "I'm gonna decide soon." Now I'm reportedly torn. His his last dance if photo last you, year. If someone asks you, "Hey, when are you deciding to go get Crumble?" and you say soon, now that's my answer. Not <laughs> soon. Now. See, see how you do that? Boom, done. The NFL NFL free agency does not start until March 16th. And he said, by his word, like he said, he will decide before free agency so that teams have an opportunity and players like Devontae Adams are not handcuffed to his decision. If he was making this dramatic and all about him and blah, 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 he, he wouldn't decide until June. He's definitely making it more dramatic. He, he, is, he is doing it how he should do it. He should take his time and make his decision before March 16th. That's how it should be. And he is doing exactly that. Do you want Aaron Rodgers to choose the Broncos? Ah, hell no. <laughs> but uh, that's because I am not giving up three first, Jerry Judy, in two seconds. I'm just not. So that's just, that's just where I'm at. I'm not giving up that type of draft capital for a quarterback. I'm not. Okay, that's fair. Because, and I also don't believe that the Broncos are a quarterback away. I think they've got plenty of holes that they could fill with their first two seconds and two thirds this year and their next three firsts. They've got a long way to go. Now, the Tennessee Titans or the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have a top three defense, have the best defensive player in the, in the league. Not a whole lot of weapons, though. Okay, well, they have the money to go get Devontae Adams. Fair. And they have Najee Harris. Do have Najee. I like and they Claypool. have a solid offensive line. They Now, there's things that they can improve on the old line. They can go get guys. We just saw the Chiefs, with no money, fix their offensive line. Not that hard. Still lost. <laughs> Still Suck lost. Chiefs. Still lost. But that wasn't the problem. So... Um, yeah, and I totally understand why Pittsburgh is on the list, and I totally understand why the Titans are on the list. Broncos, I guess I understand if they're not trading Jerry Judy, 
um unless unless it's a deal where it's like okay we're giving you three first a second jerry judy we're we're taking aaron Rodgers, and we're also getting Devonte adams with them like in that scenario i'm okay i guess right um but even then you have issues at corner you have issues that, i i guess you got to go out and re-sign kareem jackson what are you doing at inside linebacker? Oh, we, we don't have pass rushers. Uh, okay. We just lost literally the mind of the defense. So, what's going to happen there? Do these guys even fit in this new scheme? Are we going 4-3? Are we going 3-4? What's the deal with that? There's a lot of issues there. O-line is kind of meh. You got to figure out right tackle. Um, there's a lot of issues with this Broncos team, this roster. There's a ton of issues. I don't think it makes sense. I think the Broncos are so desperate for a quarterback and the fan base is so desperate. And I think the team is so desperate to get the fan base on board because the fan base are morons. Then it makes it so that way. Yeah. The Broncos are in on this. Um, but, and they have cap space. So I think that helps. But I would, I would gladly choose Green Bay, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh over Denver. I, I Denver has got to be fourth on that list. Let's find out. Now, if Denver's the only team willing to give up three first and two seconds in Jerry Judy, then, you know, like if Green Bay's like, all right, Pittsburgh, we want Najee Harris three first and two seconds. Well, yeah, that's the thing, too. I don't too. think I mean, Pittsburgh is to, willing to do that. We have to remember, like, what is Pittsburgh? Denver have might to give be up? dumb enough to give Green Bay what they want. Well, I mean, if you're Pittsburgh, like, if I'm Green Bay, what do I want from Pittsburgh? If Devontae Adams is leaving, I'm probably going to ask. I want for a first Claypool. and second round pick for every year that Rogers plays for your team. Well, and I'll probably ask for Claypool, um, because I'm going to need a receiver to hedge my bet with Devontae. Okay, take Claypool. So, I have well, Claypool's a free agent, isn't? No, he's not. Uh, Deontay Johnson's better. But it's like, how much are they going to have to give? So each team is going to have to give up something. Um, like, if you're Tennessee, what do you give up if you're Tennessee? Like, what do you ask for if you're Green Bay? I don't know. I don't know what young talent Tennessee has. I, I don't. So It's very interesting. Caleb, Caleb Farley? Yeah, maybe, I guess. Picks. Derrick Henry? That would be kind of pointless. <laughs> That would be kind of. I would ask though. I'd be like Derek Henry. They'd be like, no. Like, (laughs) I wanted to try it though. No take backs if he said yes. Um, yeah, very interesting. Apparently, he's torn between the four. I think he. I think it's it's this Tuesday or next Tuesday, on the Pat McAfee show. Hopefully, sometime soon because I'm just ready for this to be over with. I want to know what direction we're going. I think Um, he stays with Green Bay. Awesome. That's what he wants to do. Sweet. Let's draft a quarterback then. I'm ready. Yeah. Malik Willis, do it. Uh, Malik Willis won't be there. Uh, you never know. I mean, Denver would have to trade up. He's not there at nine. He's not. We'll see. Malik, Malik Willis is really happen? good. Malik Willis is really good. But he's, let's he's very, very good. He, draft a quarterback. I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit took him at, at two, three, whatever they have. I would not be shocked. And I don't want to go the route of Trubisky. I've been seeing that a lot. I don't want to go to the route of Garoppolo. Like, if, if you're going to go that route, you're just staying 
in what you've been doing. Well, so. what if they draft a quarterback, though? And that quarterback is a project, like uh, Desmond Ritter. Sure, then it's different. But if they don't... Well, yeah. Exactly. So, I don't I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. Please. Please. No. Please. All right. Um, anything else Broncos-related you would like to get to before we wrap it up? Not really. I mean, it's the same old what we've been saying. Nothing's really going to change. Uh, Combine's been fun. Um... I think they're going to have to trade up for the quarterback they want. Let me look at the teams really quickly because I know there, I thought before we talked about all this, um, there were like three teams I could see taking a quarterback. Uh, what is the website I always go to? Oh, Draftathon. Is it Draftathon? Tankathon, that's what it is. Let's see here. Jacksonville, obviously not. Detroit, I think it would make sense. Houston, I think it would make sense. Um, the Jets, no. Giants, I think you could see them taking a quarterback. Carolina, I think you could see them taking a quarterback. Yep. Atlanta, I think you could see them taking up. a quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's legitimately four teams, <clears throat> five teams, that I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they take a quarterback. And that's Detroit, Houston, the Jets, the Giants, oh. Carolina. Now, I'm looking at a 16. mock draft that got posted 12 minutes ago, and it has Broncos getting Malik Willis at 9. If that's the case, absolutely. They have Kenny Pickett going at 6 to Carolina, um, which I think makes sense. I think the one issue with Malik Willis is that he is a project. Um, he just has the highest upside. Kenny Pickett did look good. Uh, he's the most NFL-ready um don't think his hand size matters people are are dumb um but um so yeah i guess look i could it go evan neal one makes sense aiden hutchinson two makes sense equano three makes sense kyle hamilton four that's a little high but sure Charles cross at five makes sense can you pick it to carolina makes sense Kayvon drops to seven that's of the ton to drop but he's not getting past seven uh gardner at eight makes sense um so could malik willis fall right into the broncos laps at nine absolutely um honestly if they get malik willis at nine i think that i i am uh over the fact that they passed on justin fields i think malik willis will be just as good if not better than justin fields um so, great. Uh, let's see. Desmond Ritter at 11 to Washington. Wow. Desmond Ritter helped himself a lot in the combine. Um, I believe he had the highest combine grade since Russell Wilson, maybe. Um, let's see. The next quarterback is Matt Corral at 20 to Pittsburgh. Um, and after that... Sam Howell to Detroit at 32. So, could it go that route? Yeah, I think I think this is a good draft at offensive line. I think this is a great draft at pass rush. Uh, the top two corners are going to drop, so you're going to see teams take them. I don't know. If Malik Willis and Kenny Picker are both gone, what I would do if I were the Broncos, I would take the best player available at that point, and 
which is probably a corner. So I would take Alvin Garner or Eric Singley. You're set at corner for the next 10 years. And I would trade back up into the first and take a quarterback. That's what I would do. We're coming up upon it. When does free agency start? Here in a couple of weeks, right? March 16th. Yeah, so 11 days. Um, draft end of April. So we're getting to the fun part. At least when it comes to Broncos fans, because we know the season ain't fun. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this is really all we have to look forward to every year. Oh, welcome to the time. Detroit Lions. Yep. This is, uh, this is what we do. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We thank you guys for tuning in. For Brandon Stoll on the other side, I am Stephen Priest Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Uh-huh.